0: Blob Talk Radio
1: The great city playboys They're always around To help build your hope up And help drag you down They'll leave you with nothing
2: Worth singing about So now you're in Good
3: evening, everybody. It is Wednesday, May fifteenth, two thousand thirteen. It's your smoking nephew checking in with your barbecue niece. Uh, the Sade to my veteran, Wah John Weeks. How are you?
4: Hey, man. Hey, man. What's the deal, man? <laughs> Hey, man. What's going on, man? I'm good, thank you, sir. Pleasure to be uh, here as always.
3: Oh, I'm so glad you could make it out tonight. Uh, you, why didn't you tell me that we were going up against the season finale of American Idol?
4: Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't tell you. You didn't know? We're doing better than them now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's all thanks to you, my friend, John. We yeah, him. yeah, 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 kid.
4: Yeah, no, it's all thanks to you.
3: Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so, we, uh, tell me how Dallas is. Did they find who shot Jr. yet?
4: <laughs> no, they have not. Dallas is um it's okay. It's it's all right. It's like a bigger Hartford with a lot of <laughs> <laughs> there's not, not a whole lot in terms of attractions. Uh the people are, are, are very nice. Um but you know, I haven't really gone out and discovered the city yet. I think there's a lot to offer. I didn't know that it's the fourth largest metropolitan area in, in the in the United States, which is yeah, uh, pretty real. amazing to me. And uh you know, but it's it's it has got it's got a lot to offer in terms of uh like libraries and and museums and uh those those are good places, you know. You know, for you to sleep in.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> a good place for you to sleep in? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: did you uh did, did, what did you do over the what do you do on a weekend in Dallas?
4: The weekend in Dallas. Well I'm planning a weekend in Dallas coming up, you know, um so I think we're gonna hit up a bunch of museums in terms of, uh, the JFK Memorial, um, you know, the George W. Bush, uh, library and, uh, the Ross Perot, uh, I believe, uh, library. And, um, yeah, which doesn't make sense. He's never been president, but he has a library, um, uh, or a Memorial at least. And, um, uh, Ross Perot. Uh, oh, yeah
3: yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: And then, uh, maybe seeing the Texas Rangers in the, in Arlington and, uh, Hopefully they get beat by the A's tonight, you know. And uh, but it, it, it seems like it's got a lot to offer, you know. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the food. I think the barbecue is a uh, is something I want to I want to really get into, you know.
3: Well, as you know, Tom Fogarty said the Hot Mess Awards last time. You got the uh, Sweet Brown has that barbecue sauce called Lord Jesus, it's a fire coming out.
4: And that sounds delicious. And you know what I would put that on my McDonald's. I'm eating my McDonald's, bro. <laughs> I'm in a McDonald's
2: right
3: now. <laughs> uh Bro Bro, check it. Um, so the uh remember how last time on the program I informed you that I am fatter than ever.
4: Oh yes, you did tell me this. Yes. Yes. I don't well, I don't so, believe it, but go ahead.
3: <laughs> so I I began a diet, um on Monday that I have stuck to for three days so far, and if I pass pass out in the middle of the show, it's because I can't even see straight. I feel very dehydrated and undernourished, and I feel like I'm going to pass out. So then you're going to oh. have to you're gonna have to do the show yourself. But you know this diet is the uh, the Nutra System, and uh, I remember uh, every time you start this diet. Um you do feel very lightheaded for the first few days. So that's where I'm at right now, John. We
4: So does this Nutrisystem diet turn you into a zombie? Is this like called the Nutrisystem Walking Dead diet or something like that? That's not good. <laughs> that's not good, man. You gotta eat. You
3: gotta eat, man. Hey man, zombies are in right now, man. Um Yeah, they are you, in. They are in. We do eat. We <laughs> eat six times a day. Um and it's you know, it's just very small. Portions, but here's the thing: uh, I don't recall having as violent a reaction the last time I did this as as I did today. Where I'm talking like John Weeks, Atlantic City, you know, dunk time.
2: I'm oh talking God,
4: noises you ain't never heard before. So you better you better get off that diet, man. You're the you, don't want, you don't want to ever, ever get to the point where you were like me in Atlantic City. I mean, that that was, it was like a, a nightmare dream sequence when we were in Atlantic City. It was that bad. It was something I don't want to ever re- relive. And uh, the memory still haunts me to this day, quite frankly. A Foxy tell, me and, about, uh,
3: tell me about the dunks you took in that hotel room that were just just <laughs> Astronomical.
4: That was probably the, the proudest moment I had during that entire trip. Uh, I remember the dump really well. Actually, it was like a, a, an emotional release of angst, anxiety, depression, and misery all at once. Uh, you know, from that trip, and it was and it was only after that that I decided to you know I remember break away from the group and. And really, uh, I, d- I didn't return for about six hours. you remember that? Yeah, I had no idea you were gone for that long. You
3: were, it was 4 o'clock in the morning when you left us. You didn't come back until <laughs> 10 the next day.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, how uh, how could you I, not? I
4: get my... Oh,
2: didn't you need to sleep?
4: <laughs> yes, I did. I was sweeping the... Uh the casino floor. I I, uh, I don't know what happened to me, but I think I became five people that night. <laughs> what do you mean you became five people? I, I You know, after I took that dump, I, I think I lost my identity. And, uh, you know, I started walking around the, the casino and, you know, I, I was watching and observing people and I started to become them, you know, and that's when you really know you've lost it. I think uh, a part of you is, is just totally gone. You know, after that night, uh, I don't think I was ever the same person. <laughs>
3: well, you're probably having hallucinations from how exhausted you were, and you were traumatized by being molested at Babe's the Strip Club.
4: <laughs> yes, it was a—it uh, was beyond molestation. It was—it was like uh, I, I would classify that as uh, probably an A1 terrorist attack. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, was, it was pretty bad. It was, it was, it was an uncomfortable situation already. I, I just don't feel uncomfortable in those places. Uh, strip clubs. that, uh, secondly, um, when she, when she zeroed in on me, it was like all hell was breaking loose. And, uh, I had no choice. <laughs> I had no way to get away. And, uh, I was the victim. I, I played the victim and she totally brutalized me. And, uh, I'll never forget that day. <laughs>
3: He's talking about having been fondled by a a woman named Foxy at the strip club <laughs> off the Beaten Path in Atlantic City named Babes. Um so uh, John Weeks, the I wanna mention uh to everyone to uh if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to uh the episode of Blazing Rye Radio from Monday night. We had two authors, Robert Biederman and Melanchthon Hawk and uh, Tamika Kid co-hosted, and sh- she and Melancton got in this fight, John Weeks, and <laughs> they basically like were fighting on the air. And then like Tamika was all pissed off, and then the next day she was still like saying like that guy was an asshole. And I told her like don't sweat it, uh, he's fictional, and she didn't realize that he's not a real person. She was fighting with. It was somebody
4: playing this Melanchthon guy. <laughs> i mean i mean those those things happen sometimes, I mean you get so caught up in oh yeah, they do, you get so caught up in the argument, and uh you kind of see a person as not a person anymore but as an idea or something that's otherworldly. It's like all your anger and uh like those people in the casino that night. oh, no, that's what happened that's what happened. I became like the guy working the uh poker tables, I became the guy who was like cleaning the floors. And uh, I was just so out of my mind that night. <laughs> that, what do you mean? Uh, you like, did you enter
3: their bodies and become them, or did you have like an out-of-body? Experience? What happened?
4: Well, I I I started. Well, you know, I was I became so depressed with my own life that night that I wanted to be, become these other people. So uh, I just started imitating them. And once you get into that routine, it's hard to differentiate. <laughs> Between yourself and the random dude who's like cleaning the floors, you know, it's very tough. It can get very difficult sometimes. Where were you at, did you actually start cleaning the floor? I did. I, I he put the, the the broom away, and I picked it up and started sweeping things off the floor. I was like, I think I, I was doing a better job than he was, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
3: Yeah, I can just imagine you. Stumbling through that casino that night, you, you had had, like, two beers, right? So you were hammered. I can just see you stumbling through that casino with a broom, <laughs> just zonked out of your mind, hanging out. you made like you were hanging out with Macaulay Culkin and P.
4: Diddy O'Malley. <laughs>
2: That's
4: right. P. Diddy O'Malley, yes. And I think I became P. Diddy O'Malley, too.
2: I sort of like you always
4: think that people – and, uh, and, and the whole scene was bizarre to me. Even the the scene in the uh, restaurant in the morning, of the, the breakfast. Oh my gosh, it was like that. Was, that was probably one of the most hilarious events in a casino I've ever experienced. I think that brought everything to light. That ended kind of like the depression and the misery of the night before. You know.
3: <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't think <laughs> I don't think my depression and misery has
4: ended yet. <laughs> no, mine hasn't either. I i was trying to be trying to trick myself, but I guess. Um, so also
3: on on that program with Tamika, and when she was fighting with Melancton Hawks, who's not a real person, um, <laughs> she uh, she said she divulged some information last night that I found quite interesting. She said that when she was out in L.A. because she's from the San Fernando Valley. Uh, as mm-hmm. you know, that is the pornography capital of the world. Um, it's also the place where you get cereal eaten on top of your head, uh, and
2: <laughs>
3: and it falls on you in the morning. Um, but Tamika, I guess, was doing some camera work, and she is actually on camera in a porno. I mean, she's not naked or anything, I don't think, but she divulged this information last night, and I was like, what? And, or two nights ago. And she was like, yep, there's something else you, you know about me now.
4: What do you think of that? <laughs> I think that's pretty cool, actually. That's her uh, claim to fame. I think we got to get a, a hold of this tape and see if she's really telling the truth or not. And, uh, you know, I, I, I believe her. I think that's an amazing thing, actually. You know, I, I wish I was caught on tape, not naked in a porno. <laughs> well, what do you think the title
3: of this movie would be?
4: Hmm. Hanging with the kid. Yeah, kid.
3: That is not a good name for a porno title <laughs> at all. That's true. Yeah. That's
2: just
4: terrible. That's yeah. terrible. <laughs>
2: but, you know, see, you know, I would rather be
4: in a bad porno than a good one. You know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right.
4: But
3: this this sounds like an illegal one.
4: <laughs> that's right. That's right.
3: <laughs> um, oh, and did you hear that they have to? They passed a law in California that they have to wear uh, condoms in in porn now.
4: I heard about that. Yeah, I heard about that. What, uh, what do
3: you, What do you think about that?
4: Well, there's a uh, well, there's a lot of health related issues and, and medical scares in terms of that. Uh, but you know, and if there's actually. Um, uh, a scare. I don't know the prevalence of catching STDs uh, through the porn industry, but if the numbers are correct and there is a higher prevalence, then it's probably necessary. I know it may kind of reduce the authenticity of these movies, but uh, you know I'm sure people I'm sure I'm sure people can get their hands on you know what they really want anyways. You know there's plenty of uh, there's a great supply of such movies anyways, uh, whether online or you know by videotape by VHS. Do, do BHS, you said?
3: <laughs> and yeah, do, do you know this from do you know this from research?
4: <laughs> yes, yeah, I've got copious about the research on this. I do that uh almost almost you know, uh, When
3: I lived in LA it was before I I never felt uh comfortable with uh, looking up this type of material on the internet uh, because I felt like people were watching me and I would always feel guilty if I did so what I would do is I would <laughs> drive to this store in Silmar uh, which is like, I don't know It's I would, it was past Burbank I don't know if it's deeper in the valley or away from the valley but it's, it's headed towards nowhere and uh, I would go into this porn shop, and that's where I would I would buy my uh, materials, and it was, I mean, was always very awkward, uh, and it, just, it smelled so bad, like it smelled like dirty underwear, I guess, appropriately. I, it just smelled awful.
4: <laughs> that seems, you know, when, when you're buying said materials, I think... Uh, the, the key to that is uh, to have that awkward person-to-person interaction. I think it just it helps it helps you uh, cultivate uh, a great feeling for whatever materials you're buying. I think it's good for you. You know, it 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 garners some kind of interest, and uh, actually, I might, I might start doing that myself. I think that's really it's for the experience, really. You know, and not just uh, for whatever you're buying. I think that's actually that they should revive that somehow. You know.
2: The internet
4: is so the internet is so 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 private, so lonely, you
2: know
4: <laughs> um, wait
3: a second, but but here's the thing though now i I don't feel guilty when I look it up on the internet so uh <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I don't need those stores anymore.
4: Well, you know what I'm thinking? I think that this could be an idea we could market. Uh, you know, online stores online. We well, you know, of course, they have them like Amazon and whatnot. But instead of you just clicking on a picture or whatnot and making a purchase through your cart, a guy pops up who can see you, and uh, suddenly <laughs> talks to you about your <laughs> and he Wait, like this. pops out of your computer screen? <laughs> what well, mean? He comes out of a little, you know, box on the screen, and he says, hi, how can I help you? And he can actually see what you're doing. So that way you have that in-person interaction, and you can still buy whatever you want online.
3: Hold on. Is he actually coming out at you in 3D? Like, can you touch him? Or is he
4: no. just talking from the, would, the screen? He would just be, like, in a, in a on a camera on the uh, wherever the business is located and just pop out like a help desk but that comes out randomly and uh, voluntarily on their own, you know, aspect, and they, they just pop out of nowhere, right on your screen.
3: I don't think people would want anyone seeing what they're doing
4: at that time. though. Of- uh, 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 but, but I think people, you have to balance the customer interaction with with uh, the ability to get whatever you want online. And I think that would be a great way to do things. You know, you could ask this guy what what, what he's into and what, he may be able to recommend you. And, oh, my uh,
2: God. It would
4: just increase the person-to-person experience, I think.
3: <laughs> Speaking of, I, I believe uh, we we have a caller. Let me see uh, if he's there.
2: Hey, man, what's it doing? It's the deal, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the we, man, Mr. Andrew
3: Mindrew Phillips, man. John, we just Oh, man, it's the Mindrew. Group. Mindrew! Group!
2: <laughs> What's up, man? What's going on, man?
4: I can't
3: stop laughing right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew Manger, we were just talking about, well, I was going to talk about that one time. Uh, we were at the Raymore and Flanagan's, and somebody had left their wallet at a certain shop. What, what happened?
4: <laughs> um, Let me think. What, what did happen? Um, crap. Uh, left it in the. I think they left it in the porn shop or something.
2: <laughs> yep,
3: yep, And then you and Jesus and them start cracking up. Yeah, you came back in the car. You're just like, what?
2: What happened? <laughs> you missed it.
3: Yeah, I had no idea. So, uh, Andrew Manger, what's what's going on with you, man? Dylan main, just watching the game right now. What game is it?
1: Miami and uh, Chicago.
3: Oh, you know, Erica Lustig's parents have fourth row center seats for that. Is that a – wait a second. Is that a term you can use in basketball, fourth row center? Isn't it like center court or something?
4: Yeah,
3: center court, you could say. It. Well, um, I mean, um, I guess – Center, like, that'd be like a football thing, but basketball is like front row, I guess, like front row seats kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, So <laughs> you're not watching the American Idol finale, I took. it. <laughs> I haven't
4: watched American Idol in <laughs> forever.
3: <laughs> well, Andrew, Andrew, we were just talking about how my, my frequent co-host of Blaze and Rye Radio Tamika Kid, we learned last night that she's on camera in a pornography film, uh, and, and I don't know what to make of this new information.
4: Congratulated! I don't know. <laughs> Congratulations,
3: John Weeks. You got some questions for Andrew?
4: Yeah, man. What's, What's going up, on, man? man? <laughs> What's going on, man? Have you played the movie game lately, man? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> we got to get that going, man. We got to get it going. We got to get that paper towels championship going. Yeah, I, really, I was going to mention that. About like, that. Oh, damn, we got to get that going this uh, summer, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's right. Have you been practicing? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I got to tape it up in my skills. Well, I have been practicing. I've been practicing every day. So, <laughs> every well, I'm going to bring it. Well, I'm just bringing it this time. <laughs> so you've been out you, wait, since we got warm. You've been outside uh, practicing with the paper towels in the uh, chair, huh? Every day. Yeah, and not only directly onto the chair, but I've been doing it from, like, the 40th floor of a hotel. I've been doing it from – I have been playing paper towel championship all the time. I, I'm i just – I'm addicted. <laughs> is that right? That is right. That is that's right. That is right. I, I just wanna
3: let you guys know that uh this main cast right now has turned into it sounds like a bunch of drunken college kids uh <laughs> randomly recording a podcast at three AM on a Saturday night.
2: Yeah, kid, yeah. Um so
3: Andrew, what you got anything you wanna you you wanna plug or promote before we let you go?
2: Oh wow.
4: Oh. Giants, baby giants. Ooh, put me on the spot here.
3: Oh,
4: uh,
2: <laughs> well. I mean, I
3: just figured um, you would say no because you you don't have an album coming out or anything, do you? Or a movie coming out? <laughs> no, I don't got anything coming out. It's uh,
4: <laughs> that's I I I was speechless. <laughs> what? I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. I'm I got, <laughs> I got, I got nothing for you.
3: <laughs> All right. Uh, Andrew Main Drew, uh, we got to move on, but quickly tell me, what song are you rocking out to most in your car these days?
2: Good question. Oh, man.
4: Well, I've been – oh, wow. Wow. That's a tough question because I've been listening to sports talk radio lately. So, nah, nah, you know. ain't nobody got time for that.
3: <laughs> I, l- I like that song. I don't know who's singing, but it's called You Ain't Know Nothing." I don't know who's singing, but that's kind of oh, oh, it It
4: starts with a C, right? It starts
2: with
3: a C. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that when he said, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> you
2: know what? It might be... Who is it?
3: Chameleonaire? <laughs> nah,
4: I don't know.
2: <laughs>
3: nah, that's right. Like Cameron, I don't know. <laughs> oh,
4: Cameron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that new so, so, oh, Caddyshack.
2: Caddyshack. <laughs> is that right, all right man?
4: Well, well, we'll catch
3: you the next time you're on. And remember, it ain't cool if it don't start with a C. Be easy, man. All right, man. Take care. All right, man.
4: Drew, take care. All right. All Peace, all right. man. Jeez, what? <laughs> great kid. Great, phenomenal kid. i that was
3: just as much a surprise for me as it was for you, John We,
4: I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. I am honored by that kid's <laughs> presence.
3: So, uh, do, do you know that it's the Office uh, series finale tomorrow night?
4: Oh, it is? Uh, I didn't know that. Jeez, that's Have sad. Have you, in a way. It's what? It's sad, in a way, you know? Did
3: you watch it? Have you been watching it?
4: No, I have not. I, uh, I was one of those guys who stopped, you know, watching after uh, I believe Correll left or something. Oh, okay. Well, it, it's a show that it should
3: have ended years ago. I think it should have ended even before Steve Carell left because even in his last few seasons, it was it got really terrible. Um, yeah. Uh, and and it's so awkward now. Like the show is so it needs so desperately to end. But the thing is, I've grown so attached to this awful, manic show <laughs> that it now is. You know, it was once a, an ingenious show that was very brilliant in its subtleties and its silences and its pauses and its um, yeah, its subtle comedic flair. And then it just became this crazy, manic show that is just nothing ever happens. It always goes back to the way it was, and uh, I think after Carell left and then you had uh, Andy replace him as the manager, they really, they really, you know, played him up as manager. But I think what happened is Ed Helm left to go do The Hangover 3 and mm-hmm. they, the writers had made him a lovable character. But then after he left to go do The Hangover 3, they villainized his character. So, like, mm-hmm. people started disliking him. His girlfriend broke up with him, stuff like that. So I think that there was some bad blood there, and it kind of shows in how awkward the storyline has been this season, um, and how he was missing for months, and then when he comes back, he loses his job. Anyway, the past couple episodes have been really bad, uh, the the hour long ones. So it needs to desperately end, but but I, I at the same time, I can't believe that tomorrow will be the last new off.
4: I know it's, uh, it's the office has been around for a long time. It's been like a mainstay of comedy a while, I mean, it changed comedy for a little bit, you know, with its kind of awkward, very uh, subtle, and very uh, I thought I thought it was very humorous when the uh, first four or five years, and then um, I think it's uh, it you know, a good show needs to know when to end it. I think it should end, like you said, a couple of years ago, but it's about time, you know. And it's <laughs> I hate to say that, but um, <clears throat> you know, maybe they'll reinvent themselves too. I, I hope. And uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think that. Uh, you know, the mark of a good show and, and, and writers and producers is that they know when to exit and to recreate themselves. So you're
3: saying that, like, who who needs to reinvent? You mean they're going to reinvent themselves in one last episode or that after it's done, they're going to reinvent?
4: Oh, after it's done, they'll reinvent themselves. They'll come back, you know, every every one of those actors or actresses will come back and something else in another show and just kind of move on from there, you know. That's why, you know, I think that's... And that, that goes along with other things. Like, you know, I think the the best celebrities or actors and actresses know which roles to pick and uh, know which roles are going to kind of affect their legacy, you know, and they're not just picking every single movie off the block, you know?
3: You know what's amazing is uh, Ed O'Neill, who played Al Bundy, um, I guess he refused hundreds of sitcoms up until Modern Family, and uh, I think it worked out to his benefit.
4: Yeah, and, you know, you didn't see him around for a long time, until he got he, he picked that show up. I think that's that's genius to me, you know, it's uh he was amazing in uh, Married with Children. I thought that was a quite an underrated show and uh he's amazing in the modern family. He he his roles wisely. He's a uh, he's a smart guy.
3: Yeah, and I just remember like uh that one uh a couple of years ago I think it was the Golden Globes, but Ed O'Neill and Katie Seagal both won Golden Globes that night. It was either the Golden Globes or Emmys, but they both won awards that night. And I was like, wow, Al and Peg Bundy are just killing it right now and made a huge comeback. And they did it at the same time. Crazy.
4: That's right. Right. That's right. And, um, who is it? Uh, Kelly Bundy. I don't, I forget her. Name. Christina Applegate, you know, was yes. also kind of chose their movies pretty wisely, you know, for a little while. And, uh, she had a career after the show and, uh, you know, if you want to, you can continue that. I think they're all pretty wise, you know, as uh, as far as their careers go. You know,
3: except David Faustino. Is he even still alive?
4: I don't know. I think he must be. He was good. What about he was the good. Dog? Talk. Talk. I think Buff died. I think he did. I, I think I thought he was the best actor on that that show. But you know, he, now Buff knew
3: when to leave.
4: <laughs> he did. He totally did. You got to know what's so, next you, know?
3: <laughs> John Weeks, this is, uh, it's time. Uh, now, we talked a lot about Charles Ramsey on the show last week. I think it's time that uh, we recreate the Charles Ramsey interview, but we're going to need some help on this. So I am going to telephone radio broadcast pioneer the David Bowers. Uh, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, I'm in telephone to David. I'm doing it right now. I am nervous. I'm very nervous for my big scene tonight because I'm playing the reporter. I think you should calm me down.
4: Okay, calm down. You're going to be fine. This is going to be the best bit ever. You're 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 natural at this. Don't worry about it. It's going to be perfect. Just channel the reporter and the awkwardness of the situation with Charles Ramsey. It'll be great. (laughs) And remember, he's, he's eating his McDonald's, bro. So, you, gotta, you know, you got to take it easy on him. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Just just channel the That's that That's what makes it the best. I think that reporter, you know, could have handled Charles Ramsey's realness, you know? Mm-hmm. What, what is all? going on? <laughs> well, he's eating McDonald's, bro. That's just how it goes. <laughs>
2: uh, oh, God,
3: the sound is awful. Okay. Let me see...
4: I can... Where is he? Where is the David Gump? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's saving somebody else. Didn't Charles Ramsey turn down reward money? I thought he, he did, did that. That's, he said that, give it to the uh, girls. Isn't that insanely amazing? Do you use I don't even find that common nowadays. This guy, um, you know, he deserves an award, at least, you know, from the city or something. You think so? Yeah, oh, definitely. I, I, I definitely think so. I think they should give him the keys of the city or something like that. You know, these kind of people, everyday people are heroes. And, uh, you know, this is what we have to do. He's a great kid.
3: Uh, Let's try this again.
4: No, only if uh, Charles Ramsey will pick up the phone, you know, come on.
3: (laughs) It's not going to be Charles Ramsey, though. That's true. Usually, when David does not show, he's in the chat room or something.
4: He's chatting it up.
3: Nah, nah. I'm the only one in the chat room because nobody's listening. <laughs> Well, that is odd. Um, the other thing we could try, John we is yeah. we could try Skyping. Is there a way to Skype this mother sucker in? <laughs> this is mother sucker. Well, I'm not seeing the Skype case. option here. Uh, okay. There's the beauty of live radio, folks. Beauty
4: of live radio. <laughs> it's great, though, you know? It's real. It's just like Charles Ramsey.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Charles Ramsey is the guy who that rescued these these people um, from this, uh, what do you call him? Kidnapper in Cleveland. Yeah. And we're trying to recreate the interview that he so beautifully did. And I do not see David. All right, we're gonna try dialing one more time. I don't know if I need to. Maybe I need to dial one before the area code.
4: Probably. Yeah,
3: definitely. Should I put the hyphens? You think I should put the dashes in here too, or no hyphens?
4: No, no, don't put the dashes. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Don't do it.
3: <laughs> All right, so I'm doing one without the dashes.
2: Yes. Yeah. Hello? Hello.
3: David, are you there? This is so bro? strange. David? Bro? Broheem.
2: So hi, bro, <laughs> bro-, oh, bro- Alright.
3: David Bowers, are you there? Guess not.
2: Oh, okay. Man. Uh
3: well. Well uh, let's see. Um, okay, John Weeks, uh let's uh let's let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something else in the meantime while I try to get David going. Uh tell me about um Michael Jackson and this, this whole new scandal.
4: Oh my gosh. <clears throat> with the uh, the whole new lawsuit. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's a whole new uh, multi-million dollar, I think it's like in the hundreds of millions of dollars uh lawsuit uh, by Michael Jackson's estate against the entertainment company that was supposed to put on this whole um was a 30 or 50 show London concert uh, extravaganza and uh you know, basically saying, you know, accounting for his, uh, basically negligent, uh, handling of, uh, not only his career, but his life, you know, especially they were the company that I believe, well, what's in at stake here is what they're trying to prove is that this entertainment company hires the doctor, Conrad Murray, man, um, to you know, basically take care of Michael. And, uh, they were saying that Conrad Murray had a outrageous, uh, you know, uh, salary requirements and he was very, less a And, uh, in terms of administering drugs to Michael Jackson. And his job was basically to force uh, Jackson, you know, against his will and against his health to uh, put on these shows. And, um, you know, the Jacksons, I think, I have a claim here, but it's going to make them, you know, look pretty bad. They're kind of profiting off of uh, Michael Jackson's death. But if there was some wrong to be assigned to the entertainment company, this is a rightful lawsuit. It's, it's probably not going to be 100% liability guaranteed, you know, because Michael Jackson's obviously at false for his own life, but uh, it might have a claim. You know, it'll be, you know, something to watch uh, unfold, and hopefully it goes, you know, the right way, as Justice would see it. Did we talk about this on the live? Am I having
3: deja vu, or did we talk about this We did. We, did. we did a little bit. We <laughs> okay. did, <yeah>. No, <laughs> I was talking about the news, the one with that uh, Wade Robson, the choreographer, is alleging that MJ molested him, too.
4: Oh, my. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, my God. You know, my feeling on these is are, are that people just want to profit off of uh, Michael Jackson's estate. And, sure, it's really easy to make claims that someone's dead and, uh, you know, and their estate's getting ripped apart by family and other business interests. You know, maybe there's some uh, legitimacy to the claim, but, uh, you know, it's what's happened before. He went to court twice before. And uh, he's beaten both charges, and uh, it's just, you know, if you're going to be, you know, uh, performing with Michael Jackson, then why continue? And why does it uh, – I, I question the timing of this claim, you know. It wasn't brought out before, you know. Michael Jackson's been gone for several years already. That's the amazing thing, you know. it's it's We lost such a great uh, artist, and, uh, you know, it's it's sad when your name just gets destroyed after you die, but – you know, that's the way of life I guess and, and celebrity in America I guess I think.
3: Do you think that do you think that his name is being or has been destroyed since his death?
4: Um, I think that he's well, I think the funny thing with Michael Jackson is that he was so good at what he did in his music and dancing and entertainment that uh part of that is untouchable. But I think your legacy and your reputation uh as a human being and some people don't separate that. Uh, You know, I do separate it. Some people don't, you know, so they see the man as the man and uh, what he did. And they kind of um, let those things and let those accusations or what claims or whatnot kind of filter into their opinions of the artist. And, uh, you know, uh, I think he's been, he's he's stood the test of time, but um, people are trying to destroy his name. And what's going to happen is the overall general population, uh, you know, their opinions of him morally well, lower and lower. If if these, if these kind of accusations are still leveled at him constantly, you know, and his his family's to blame as well. They don't lay things to rest, and uh, there's a lot of turmoil, you know, because it was such a humongous estate. I think that's uh, also part of the reason. You know, he was he was a legend, you know, and he left a huge mark. Whether that was all all positive, I don't know. You know,
3: you gotta stop saying the word estate before I lose my damn mind. <laughs> That's
4: right. <laughs> great, um, kid, great kid, though, great kid. I love his music. I, I respect him as a musician. Yeah.
3: Well, I, I, absolutely. And as George Carlin said, he said in a book, Michael Jackson is the greatest entertainer of all time. I don't care what he did with those kids. And then he says he was better than, he, he was like, Elvis, fuck that. Frank Sinatra, no way. Sammy Davis Jr. couldn't even dance or something like that, and he was like, I say, give MJ a bunch of kids and let him dance.
4: <laughs> That's right. Colin knew how to say it the best, I thought. Yeah. Great kid, too.
3: Yes, also passed away. Uh, so here, let's try David one more time um, and see if it works this time. All right, so well, I'm going to dial this number. So I need your your positive wishes, your okay. kind regards, I'm getting worried about this guy. Where I'm crossing
4: my fingers you're gonna do it. This is it's gonna happen
1: this time around. This call
4: is going through. Oh, is it the David
3: Bowers? This is he. Oh, we finally got through. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing quite well, thank you. And how about you?
3: <laughs> I'm doing fine. Uh, John Weeks, this is this is our good friend David Bowers. David John Weeks. Hi, David. How are you doing?
1: Real fine. And yourself?
3: I'm good, thank you. Great. (laughs) All right. I don't know if there was an issue with the switchboard or the blog talk system or something, David, so sorry for the delay.
1: I just got a message that you'd been trying to call me, and I was going to go online because the phone hasn't rang, so. (laughs)
3: Oh, there we go. All right, so we needed a strong voice for this. We're going to recreate the interview uh, between the Cleveland local NBC affiliate and Charles Ramsey, the man who rescued those girls from captivity uh from their kidnapper. Uh David, do you have your script in hand? I do. All right. And town over to you see you on the line. Hang tight, sire. We'll be with you in a moment. All right. And scene. I'm talking with Charles Ramsey. He's a neighbor. Walk me through again what happened this afternoon. You heard screaming?
1: Well, I- I'm I'm I heard screaming. I'm eating my McDonalds. I come outside and I I see this girl going nuts, trying to get out of her house. So I go to the porch, and she says, help me. Help me get out. I've been in here a long time, you know. So I figure it's a domestic violence thing. So I open the door, and we can't get it that way because, you know, how the door is, it's, it's too much like a body can't get through, only your hand. So we kick the bottom, and she comes out with a little girl, and she says, call 911. My name is Amanda Berry. Now, do you know who that was when she said that? When she told me, I it didn't register until I, I got to calling 911, and I'm like, I'm calling 911, you know, for, for Amanda Berry. And I thought this girl was dead. You know what I mean? And she got on the phone, and she says, yeah, this is me. And the detective, Gregory Cook, he says, Charles, do you know who you rescued? And I, I said, I said. Now, when did you see Gina? About, well, about five minutes after the police got here. See, that girl Amanda told the police, I ain't just the only ones. It's some more girls up in that house. So they're going up there, you know, 30, 40 deep. And when they come out, it was just astonishing because I thought, like, you know, they, they'd come up with nothing. I figure, I mean, wh- whoever she was, and I say, like like my neighbor, like, you got to have some big testicles to pull that off, bro, because we see this dude every day. I mean, every day. How long have you lived here? I've been here a year, you know. You see where I'm coming from? I, I barbecue with this dude. We eat ribs and whatnot. And we listen to salsa music. You see where I'm coming from? And you had no
3: indication there was any kind of foul play or anything? Not
1: a clue, bro. Not a clue. That girl was in that house or anybody. And not a clue she was in the house or anybody else in there against their will. But. Because, well, you know how he is. He just comes out in the backyard. He plays with the dogs, tinkers with his cars and motorcycles. He goes back in the house. So he's somebody you look at and you look away because he ain't doing nothing but the average stuff. See what I'm saying? Ain't no exciting thing about him, well, at least not till today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was
3: the reaction on the girls' faces? I can't imagine. To see the sunlight, to be around people.
1: Well, bro. I knew something was wrong when a little pretty white girl run into a black man's arm. Something is wrong here. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway.
2: <laughs> Charles,
3: thank you very much for your time and <laughs> And
1: Charles. Well it's either she's homeless or she got problems, you know. That's that's the only reason why she run into a black man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Charles Ramsey, thank you so much for your time. Oh, see David Power is brilliant as always, sir. Brilliant, sir. Brilliant.
1: My pleasure. My pleasure. Always a pleasure to come join you.
3: All right, we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much.
1: You got it, bro. Sorry for the problem. Have a good one.
2: You too, Thanks, bro. Good night, sir. Good night,
1: Don. Good night, Ray. Sure. Good night. <laughs>
4: John
2: Weeks. John Weeks.
4: What's up, man?
3: <laughs> um, did he just call you Dan?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: he did, yes. <laughs> uh, all
3: right. It's, it's time. For, I mean, you can't blame him. It's a mess trying to get, to get a hold of him. It's, it's, right, it's the system's right. fault. It's the system's fault. T- <laughs> right. it so
2: it's the time. system's fault. It's time for the hot mess award. God, who's a mess? You. Oh, love the mess, love the mess, love the mess. Please, love
0: the mess, love the mess, love the mess. Tom Fogarty, welcome to the program. How are you tonight, sir? I'm fine. How are you, Rye and Dan?
3: This good, Tom. We're
2: doing good. What did you good think of David what happened Bowers to as
0: Charles Ramsey? Huh? <laughs> what happened to John? Oh, he's gone. He's gone? He's at McDonald's right
4: now.
2: Bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anybody got time for that?
0: <laughs>
3: hide your kids, hide your wife. So, uh, w- Tom, what did you think of uh, David Bowers as Charles Ramsey just now?
0: It was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. Is he Shakespearean right. actor? Huh? Is he a Shakespearean actor?
3: I believe he's classically trained yeah. in... Disc jockeying, yeah, that comes through. <laughs> okay, so uh, Tom the Fogarty, police. What <laughs> the police? What are some? Uh, give me, give me a, give me a hot mess award for the week.
0: A hot mess. Uh, I guess it goes without saying, but Kanye West just seems to stay there, doesn't he? And now he's okay. on the front of two different magazines. OutTouch says that he's gay, and they have a picture of his French boyfriend. But then on In Style you have a picture of of who's that other sister that has the two kids now? You know, the one uh, that Scott Disick is supposedly the baby mama of?
2: Uh, anyway, there's a,
0: picture, there's a picture of the guy that they're claiming is actually the dad to a little baby mason and it looks exactly like the guy that's supposedly the boyfriend of Kanye. I'm Uh-oh. trying to figure out if these Kardashians are like double dipping and double paying the same dude, or what the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know Mama Chris likes to keep it close to the vest, but damn,
3: <laughs> first one, Kanye West. What's your next one, sir?
0: Uh, my next one is uh her name has just left me, but it's the b b c radio host. <laughs> you hear about her.
3: I did, from you.
0: Okay, she had her last day on Friday. I guess the ratings weren't too well. They were moving the show to Saturday. Well, she decided to go out in style, so she went out to lunch and came back for her (laughs) afternoon show absolutely shit-faced and proceeded to get on the air and go, It's a -A P-A-R-T, boy, because I said so.
3: (laughs) As you called it, the greatest final show ever.
0: Yeah, she had a blast. She said and then people started, you know, texting and tweeting and calling the station, claiming that she was drunk to get her off the air. And she said, I'm not drunk. I'm sad. <laughs> I know, poor dear. That is sad. Ugh. That is sad, isn't it?
3: Her name is Paula White.
0: Paula White. I knew it was white, but I couldn't remember the, the first name. Paula White. No, no, that's,
3: that's racist. What's your third?
0: My third would have to be that damn woman on the plane. I know snakes on the plane is one thing, but uh, sit for two hours in here, and I will always love you. Ah. Good God, I'm going the- about this. myself. What, what, wait, what is this,
3: side? I didn't hear about this one.
0: This All woman, right. there was a coast-to-coast, uh, American Airlines flight, and this woman got on and just did not stop singing Whitney Houston's "I Will Always Love You" on a loop, over and over and over again, forcing the pilot to emergency land in Kansas City, where she was <laughs> off by the popo.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Was she?
3: Did she have headphones in? Was she singing along to it, or was oh, she? No, she was just
0: singing. She was just (laughs) giving herself a -A (laughs) P-A-R-T-Y. It it
3: reminds me, today I was on the subway going from Manhattan to Brooklyn, and I was riding that N train, and a guy with a cane comes on the train, and he is saying something. I don't know what he's saying because I got my headphones in. But then I see this other guy go up to this guy and try to give him a candy bar. And the guy who was asking for money or whatever, he just stares at the candy bar, like, perplexed for a minute. And then the, guy, the, the other guy who was trying to give it to him was like, it's good, it's good. And then the guy was like, it's Hershey's? It's Hershey's? And he was like, it's good. And he said, oh, yeah, I believe you. And he took it, but he was perplexed by this candy bar. It was not Hershey's either. And I don't know if he was partly blind or something, so I thought it was kind of rude of the guy giving him the candy bar to not be honest with him. And then the guy starts yelling out, Carl! Carl! So I guess he was looking for his friend Carl. It was very strange.
0: That that damn N train, you know. <laughs> exactly. As long as it's not that
3: A-C-E train, that's where you get the crazies.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that N train. Yeah,
3: so, are you watching the American Idol finale, sir?
0: Uh, yes.
3: All right. Well, we'll yeah. you get back to that. Is it going well?
0: Uh, well, they're done. It was just an hour. You know, they just they sing three songs each. Oh. And I think Candace won all three, but that doesn't mean that she'll win the night. You know, because oh, so it's tomorrow's just ten year old white girls that vote all over the country. And <laughs> me. <laughs> Tomorrow's the results, then. Tomorrow's the results show, yeah. Oh, I. See. well I'll tell you, uh, close. She almost like bumped uh, the. She almost bumped the snake off the plane for me. That damn Carly Rae Jepsen. I do not get her at all. She's like a thirteen-year-old, sorta, trampy girl, who's really like thirty and sings these bubblegum songs. I just don't understand it. It just doesn't go doesn't doesn't go together for me. I don't get it. Well, as I say, the the guy from Fun looks like an ugly version of
3: my friend Jonathan Farmer and Carly Rae Jepsen looks like an ugly version of the guy from Fun.
0: Wow. That <laughs> a lizard like, huh? <laughs>
3: yeah, a little scaly. Little albino exactly. lizards. All right, Cy. Well, thank you so much for the Hot Mess Awards tonight. We will catch you next time.
0: You got it, boo.
3: Later, man. Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Bye-bye. Oh, my
3: God. Okay. So, John Weeks, I've noticed that you've taken every opportunity to call people bro tonight. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I'm
3: doing that in honor of uh, Charles Ramsey. Do you know? you know how old the David Bowers is, and you're calling him, he's like, I don't know, he's he's in his late 90s, and you're calling him bro. <laughs>
4: well, you know, you know, bro is a universal term, bro. And, uh, you know, you can use it at any time with anybody, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter the gender. You know, I use it for everybody.
3: I gotta say that you 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 were talking about reinventing yourself and stuff before. How about that Amanda Bynes?
4: Great kid. She seems to be in a bind, that's for sure. She seems, what? She seems to be in a bind. Great kid. Terrible. More like I don't know what's more, going on with her.
1: More
3: like a binds. <laughs>
4: that's right. Yeah.
2: You know,
3: the other day my. Uh, friend was talking about Amanda Bynes, and then my other friend, he turns around, and he's getting something out of the printer, and he looks back at the other kid, and he goes, who, Bynes? <laughs> and everyone just starts cracking up, because it's like, hey, you, well, you know this, you know, it's like, you know, you're old pros with the girl, old pal.
4: <laughs> who,
3: Bynes? Oh, so we only have five minutes left, so let me just tell you, John Weeks, that I am so angry today. Why? Because, and I do apologize to DTAT, by the way, uh, so I'm throwing that out there. Uh, don't worry about it. So, <laughs> B. Marsh today, uh, he had borrowed my tie clip, and this tie clip, it is impossible to find tie clips anywhere. So, and in New York, you
4: would think they'd be all over the place. No. Do you ever wear those, either tie bar or a tie clip? Oh yeah, tie bars all the time. They're, they're, they're nice, and they're very rare to find sometimes, uh, depending on where you live. Yeah.
3: Yeah, okay, so I borrowed B Marsh's tie bar, and I had it for like five days straight, went to a wedding with it, went out of town, brought it back unscathed. Let me find out that yesterday he had an event to go to, so he asks if he can borrow my short tie bar. Keep in mind, this is my only tie bar. And I said yes, because I figured he would be careful with it as I was with his. And then this morning, I go up to him. And I put my hand out to take it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was in a rush this morning. I was like, come on, man. And he said, and I couldn't find it as I was leaving the apartment. I was like, you couldn't find it? That means it's gone. And he was like, no, 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 it's definitely in the house somewhere. And I was like, no, it's not, bro. And then I got really pissed off. So then for the rest of the day, I was pissed off because of that and other things. And uh, then tonight he texted me. He had a periodontist appointment. I don't care if... Who knows about that? And then he texts me, uh, yeah, definitely lost your tie bar. Sorry. And I said, no, you're lying. And then he said, well, I just ordered a new one online, so no, I'm not lying. Uh, anyway. <laughs> bastard.
4: Uh, you know, you have every right to be mad. Tie bars are hard, hard to come by. And secondly... And, and how do you lose a tie bar? I mean, it's it's on your tie. You don't take your tie off that much. You don't. Yeah. It's, I mean, what, exactly. What, what what is he doing with this tie that he would lose a tie
3: bar?
2: Is he, uh, I don't know.
3: It's on your tie. It's on the shirt. Uh, part of me still thinks he may be lying about the whole thing just to torture me, which is even more who, fucked up than actually losing it. Uh, but if if he has lost it, it's very disheartening and very disappointing because I figured that he would be more careful with it because he's usually very careful with that type of stuff. He makes other people be careful with his stuff. And it was an ordeal to find this thing. I got it. Uh, it was $29 at Express, and it was nice and short, uh, and there were only two left, and the other one was too tight. This one was open wide enough to fit in a tie in the shirt, and it, it was structured in such a way that I really enjoyed it. And now it's probably gone forever, lost in a sea of white people at a Killers concert at Madison Square Garden last night, which is probably where he dropped.
4: (laughs) Boy, you ain't ever going to find that tie bar again, man. And and the thing is, those tie bars, they have memories. And, you know, he's going to get this new one, but it just won't be the same, you know. And I, I, I tend to think that if you go by his apartment, he has your tie bar. I think he's collecting these tie bars for himself. You have to find this out, you know? It's just wrong. (laughs) I think think you might be right. Something similar like that happened to me once uh, when I was in school. Someone asked me for my uh, DVD of The Godfather. They took it, you know? And I was expecting it back within, like, four weeks or so. You know, I I give people a grace period of a month. It was a long time. And uh, seven months passed. This guy... I'm not giving my Godfather DVD back. I asked him for it, and guess what he gives me? He gives me a broken video game that I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have the proper video game system for, and it's like 20 years old. I mean. <laughs> was the video game in the Godfather DVD case? <laughs> no, it was in its own case. <laughs> Why did he give you that? I have no idea. I think he was trying to barter with me. He gave me something that's worth probably nothing worth something that's worth probably 10 dollars, you know. And uh, you know, it, that's the most disheartening thing ever. And you, you, you can lose friends over this kind of thing. It, it, it's it's a little um, the tie bar is something you 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 cannot forget. You know, you can forgive for it, but you cannot forget. This is something he's going to have to. Make up for it. You know how do you lose it? I just don't understand how do you lose that that that, that thing. You know? I don't
3: know. I don't know. I'm very <laughs> disappointed in him, and I cannot trust him
4: with anything ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to get him on air to apologize to the world because this is a heinous crime. I think. It's... <laughs> it's- It is a heinous
3: crime. I mean, I went all over the place looking for a fucking tie bar, and I go online. I'm going all over the place, and then finally I find this just in a, and it was it was so hidden too. It was in the women's section at Express in Soho, and I mean, it was an ordeal to get this thing.
4: I've been looking for a tie bar for years, bro,
2: years, buddy,
4: bro. This is just not right. I have a feeling that that tie bar is sitting somewhere, probably in a McDonald's. And uh, (laughs) I hope someone finds it, someone worthy of it at least. Uh, And, uh, you know, I hope you get your tie bar back. It's just going to be, it's sad. It's a sad day when you lose your tie bar, you know? (laughs) Well, I want to
3: thank Tom Fogarty and the David Bowers for saving this sinking ship of a show that we.
2: Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys
3: so much. We, we, uh, you know, this, this fucking blog talk radio system, man, I knew when they switched it to this new switchboard that there was going to be problems. We couldn't even make a phone call, bro. <laughs>
4: well, you know, it's the problems that that are, make life fun, I think. You know, and, and I, I, the more issues we have, I think the better it is, you know? And...
2: Uh, <laughs>
3: Life. is that a Diddy Doherty song?
4: Diddy Doherty song. And I think this show is it's just getting better and better, quite frankly. It's just uh
2: Watch
3: our numbers decline rapidly this week. We did
4: very well the first week. Very well. Watch, watch the numbers for the first week actually start going down and uh reducing to zero. <laughs>
3: are now. I think we're at zero now.
4: So <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. You know we. No, actually, natural...
3: you know I've had the chat room open the entire time, and this
4: one this
3: one person came into the chat room. Her name is Candy Kane. Uh, I almost it almost look like Candy Kanye the way it's written, but Candy Kane. <laughs> she doesn't even say hello or anything. She says, "Gotta go, have a good one," and leaves. <laughs>
4: <laughs> What's wrong with you, her? You know what that reminds me of? Remember that movie, Joy Rod? Candy Kane. This no. <laughs> reminds me of that. It was a uh, a serial killer whose uh, name was Candy Kane in the movie, and uh, and eventually he kills everybody. You know. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, you, it's a good sign, though. No,
3: <laughs> no. Nah, nah, you know what I think this is? She heard about your whole. Coming out of the computer, and you can see what they're doing. And she's about to serial kill me. That's
4: why she came to the chat room. <laughs> or oh, she may just be coming to help. You know, she may help you. You know, in, in your quest for materials. You know, and uh, you know, she just might actually. She might be stealing my idea. You know, I better. I better get moving on this idea. You know, I <laughs> want to be the face. I want to be the face that pops out uh, of your screen when you're. The shopping for porn. I, I want to be that guy. You know. Do <laughs> you know one time I
3: convinced Andrew Main that if if he turned his faucet on, his monitor would turn gray.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and he actually tried it. <laughs> And that's what makes Andrew made one of the greatest human beings on Earth, you know, and, and it's just a fitting that he showed up on one of the greatest shows on Earth. You know, P.T. <laughs> P.T. Barnum would be jealous right now. And I, I,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right,
3: well, before uh, um, Christoph Wolf comes after me with a whip, I'm going to sign off for the night. And just say, uh, Dan Weeks, thank you so much for joining the program tonight. It's a pleasure as always.
4: Thank you very much, Mister Holmes. It's a pleasure and honor as always, and uh, second best show in the world. <laughs> plays a ride, it plays a ride. If, if you if you have a Barbie doll, oh by the way,
3: tune in on Monday night because we've got filmmaker Jay Gamble, and we have the nephew of Bobby Brown. Ooh. How about that? The nephew of Bobby Brown, and his name is Shiz. Shiz. <laughs> his name is Shizgotti. His name is Shiz. I was about to say Shiznit or something. I was like, that's not gonna be good. So we got we got Shiz Gotti and uh, Jake Gamble on the program, and we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about Bobby Brown. We're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about Bobby Christina. We're gonna talk about Whitney Houston. It's gonna be crazy. John Weeks?
4: Woo, that's jam packed right there. That's that's a historical show coming up, man. This is this is gonna be big. This is gonna be bigger than big, bro.
3: Is it, you know it'll have like two listeners as opposed to our zero oh,
4: come on. Stop it, <laughs> stop it, man! No, this this show is blowing up. I, I was I was walking around Dallas. People were talking about this show. This show <laughs> is, is <laughs> this show is bigger than. Uh, Molly Cyrus, right now. <laughs> I think
3: it's M- Molly Ray
4: Cyrus. <laughs> Molly Ray Cyrus, this this is getting insane. I can't handle the fame right now. It's just, it's getting ridiculous for me. You know, <laughs> everyone's recognizing your face from the radio. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
2: All right, everyone. It's well,
4: what would you say? It's working, man. It's working. Don't worry. It's 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 a car that's uh, just getting started. We're revving the engines, and, uh, you know, with with you as host, I think this show is going to go pretty far.
3: Rev it up, baby, rev it up. If you have a Barbie (laughs) doll, bend her backwards, take her off those clothes, cut off her hair, burn her nipples on the stove, and leave her in some drawers somewhere. Oh, and last night, Tamika told me she cut off her feet, too. So cut off her feet and leave her in some drawers somewhere. Good night, Weeks. Good night, everybody. Good night, man. Good
2: night, World